You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lumman and Joe Shasky coming at you whenever we're able to during this offseason. Uh, make sure you're liking, listening, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, telling other people about it. Uh, you know, bring it up at Thanksgiving dinner because we're we're about a month out from that. You know, people love hearing about Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys at the Thanksgiving table. Uh, all part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Shasky, I sigh heavily here. Because there is nothing that makes sports fans more depressed than when their owner, whose name is not Joe Lacob, speaks. And Greg Johnson, who is officially the point person for the Giants ownership group, which, first off, interesting thing. Larry Bear was not at Bob uh, Belvin's press. Well, he was there, but he wasn't on. The, he wasn't at the podium. It was not at Farhan, the dance. Bob and Greg. No Larry Bear, which I thought was kind of interesting because, you know, Larry, he loves being the face of these these public events here. So Greg Johnson is officially the top of the, 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 the pinnacle of the Giants Christmas tree, so to speak. And this is the absolute gem of a statement that he opened up the presser with. I know I speak for many people, both in this room today and following from afar, that we are so excited to have him leading our club. I can't think of any other person in baseball with the level of integrity and respect and achievements that Bob's had in his career. Well, maybe there's one, but he's a little bit busy these days. That you think of. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why? You had a great statement there. No one we'd rather have leading this team with the integrity. That's all you need to say. Full stop. No more speaking. Why do you need to bring up Bruce Bochy there? Why do you need to remind us of the manager we all wish we had in that moment? This is supposed to be Bob, Bob Melvin's day. All right. In, in that moment, you completely took that this presser before Bob even said anything, before Farhan even said anything, and just cast this absolute sh- toxic shadow over the entire thing. The fact that you had the little laugh from the media after that, Bob Melvin, I was watching it, he kind of has like this awkward, what do I do kind of smile there because that's a horrifically awkward thing to be in. You're being introduced as the next manager of the Giants and the owner is basically saying, there's someone else we would rather have in this position besides you, but we forced him out or he left, whichever theory you want to go with. And it's just... The, like, I heard that and I, I couldn't focus for the next few minutes of the presser because all I'm thinking is what I'm saying right now, which is like, why would you go there? Like, owners not named Joe Lacob, 
don't talk ever. None of you have anything useful to say. I know you have to be there because you write the checks and everything, but like, just say hello, everybody. I'm going to get the hell out of the way and let the people whose job it is to actually do baseball stuff say their baseball things. Greg Johnson, you do not need to speak anymore. And we're going to hear from you again in this segment. And it's going to be even worse than that. I, I just, it blew me away that when introducing your new manager, you basically slap him across the face by insinuating that they wish that they had the guy who used to be there, who's also in the World Series right now. And it completely took me out of the presser for about five or six minutes. I had to get that off my chest. Shasky, you probably have a more rational response to that. I mean, this is... This is a guy that shouldn't be running our team. I mean, this is a six, seven, or eight billion dollar corporation on the open market. And 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 this guy says that we haven't heard him talk all year. He announced Buster Posey from Zoom. Okay. So this is like really one of the first times we've seen him at a podium. And you say that? I mean, look, we make fun of Jed York a lot. I know this. I know Jed knows. The more he says, the worse it goes for him. I know he's aware mm-hmm. of that. And I got to give Jed Why, credit. I don't a little from him ever since Kyle Shanahan showed up. I don't think he's perfect. But I think there's a clear number three when it comes to the the owners uh, in the Bay Area. It's the faces of the ownership groups. Uh, Joe Lakeup's number one. Yeah. Lakeup's yeah. number two. Jake Lakeup's number one. Uh, Jed is number two. And clearly, Greg Johnson, in terms of confidence level, is three. And this guy, no, I, I don't think I he think has any... What are his prerequisites to well, be I would the put head the Stark donor, Hosno ahead Greg Johnson at this point right now? Uh, here's the thing. Greg Johnson, he, he made his, his money with uh, Frank, Franklin Templeton Investments. He's an investment guy. So let me put this in language he might understand. Greg Johnson, you're a bad investment. All right? And it's just this ownership is a just – it's a horrible investment right now. You know – Growing up, I grew up with 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 Peter McGowan uh, running the ownership group. And when McGowan was run, was calling the shots. I mean, the Giants they they weren't winning the World Series, but I felt like the goal every year with this ownership was we're going to do everything we can to win. And then when he passed, pa- uh, Bill Papa Bowtie Newcomb took over, and he took it to eleven. He poured all sorts of resources into making the Giants a competitive baseball team that was going to win and make the playoffs, and it worked. They won the World Series in twenty ten. And then 13 months later, as I mentioned on the morning roast one time, he got forced out by Larry Bear and friends. And we never really talked about that. Uh, I feel like no one ever really paid much attention to that. I always remember that the, the day it happened, you could see the pain in Newcomb's face. He knew that he was being forced out for unscrupulous matters. And this brings me to the fact that the current ownership group, whether it's you know Greg Johnson, Larry Bear, I have always seriously doubted their desire to win, how much they value winning. I know people say, oh, well, Larry, he got those two World Series championships. He inherited a great situation from Bill Newcomb. And when things went south, he drove this team into the ground. Then Larry Bear, he saw his uh, uh, his his role within the organization diminish after he had the altercation with his wife. And now you had Rob Dean was running it for a minute. But now it appears that Greg Johnson is the point guy. Whoever it is, they don't they're not. I love the Giants, but they are not run by serious baseball people. They are not. And this all just, just, it just really irritated me. I want to play this next Greg Johnson cut because this was even worse, I think, to say than mentioning Bruce Bochy. You know, I, I think it just, it depends a lot on, you know, who we target. And, and you know, when you look at luxury tax, I mean, in a, in a one-year number, you could go past that if you had to. You know, I don't think it's something we want to do 
um, for a long period. And I think if you look at the teams that have, you know, jumped up in free agency, they didn't really have great years this year, you know, with the spending. So I'm not sure there's a direct correlation there. Um, but, you know, we plan on being active, in it, and if we have to go through that, we will go through that. But we also, you know, represent a group that uh, hopefully our goal is to somewhat break even, which is somewhat a challenge in this business. Uh, but everybody, I can tell you from the ownership side, uh, the goal is to win. And, and that's what we uh, are doing everything we can. Really quick, some context there because I didn't do a good job setting that up. The question he was asked was, would the Giants go into the luxury tax to sign a big-name free agent? And then that garbled word salad was his response. Shasky, I really hope the Giants can break even next year so then we can raise that banner. Giants, 2024, we broke even! Like, I'm sorry, no one ever, especially here in the Bay Area where we're all socialists and hate billionaires, no one wants to hear a billionaire complain about breaking even, especially when your job is not to break even. Your job is to win baseball games. When has Joe Lacob ever complained about breaking even? When has Jed York said, we only uh, raise banners for two reasons, Super Bowls and breaking even? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like, I feel like it's a bad Breaking Bad spinoff. Love it. This is what they are. like. And, and here's the funny thing. No one's saying you got to go into the luxury tax Stop giving guys like Mitch Haniger deals. <laughs> stop giving, <laughs> stop giving guys like, like you know, uh, Alex Cobb. Yeah, I mean Shamanaya, Stripling. Like, I mean, these are the deals that you are the ones that gave out. No one was giving Mitch Haniger a three-year deal. No one was giving a one-year deal to Conforto. Like, this is all of their own making. And no fan gives two shits whether you breaking even or not. All we care about is are you fun and are you winning. It's very simple. It's a simple yeah. sports equation. Newsflash. You know sports are simple for the consumer. Are you fun and do you win? I don't give two shits if you're breaking even or losing a billion dollars. You know what I'll say about the Tampa Bay Rays? Does anyone who is a fan of the Rays, and I don't think there are many of them because they had the lowest attended playoff game like ever, mm-hmm. does anyone care that they're profitable? Does anyone care that no, they're making literally money? No fan cares that they're profitable. Never once have I gone to a Giants game, bought garlic fries, and be like, oh, good. I'm doing my part to help Greg Johnson and friends break even. It, you know what's point. the best way to make move, make money? Winning. You know what Joe Lacob understands? Winning is you when you win, everything else falls into place. That's why I always say everyone within the Giants front, owner, uh, front office and in their ownership group, they should wear little bracelets that say WWJLD. What would Joe Lacob do? That well, is like, yeah. Look at the Phillies. I mean, look, the Phillies are not the biggest market on the East Coast. They're big, right? The Giants are big. They're not the biggest on the West Coast, but they're big. Um, you spent twenty million on Jock. He's a platooner. He's a DH. They spent twenty million on Schwarber and twenty million on Castellanos. And both of those players are three times the player that Jock Peterson is. Absolutely. Again, it's not about how much you spend. It's about how wisely you spend and who you're spending the money on. So yeah. all of these conversations, you know where they're going back to. Everyone, whether it's Melvin, 
whether it's Charles Johnson, it's the guy who's picking the players. It's the guy who's, who's handing out the contracts. It's yeah. your boy Farhan. No, he really is. And the idea that, that money doesn't lead to wins, sure. Maybe this year that holds serve because the Mets, Yankees, and Padres have the three highest payrolls this year and didn't make the playoffs. I think they which, all finished with better saying, records, Neil, except well, the Mets. Yeah, well, well, also you're saying that, oh, the Padres didn't make the playoffs despite having all that money. Well, that's, again, the second you know backhanded slap that you've given to your new manager because he was the manager <laughs> of that Padres team. So forget that. But let's say also ignore the fact that the next four teams on the payroll list this year were the Rangers, Phillies, Dodgers, and Astros. Whose season would you rather have? Any of those four teams or the Giants season? Well, like, hey, come on here. A, Go back to a step further. Let me take a step further. Yeah. You see the guy who's leading his team to the World Series? They're probably going to end up losing. Um, he's the guy that was taking six slots after Hunter Bishop, who mm-hmm. Farhan Zaidi, the guy who's the head of the team, selected. Remember, he was supposed to improve the farm. He selected Hunter Bishop, who can't get out of single A, and the Diamondbacks took Corbin Carroll. So, again, there's no money attached to Corbin Carroll right now. Yeah. None. Yeah. I mean, that's just hey, draft is. Money versus draft is a different thing, but I hear what you're saying there. Oh, how about Gunnar Henderson? Let's go second round then. Let's go second round. Same draft. Gunnar Henderson. That guy played shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles. They won, I don't know, a zillion games this year. They look like one of the most promising teams in baseball. Why are they good? They've hit on draft picks. You know what else they did? Lost 100 games multiple years in a row and then nailed their draft picks. You know what the Giants yeah. have failed to do? Nail their draft picks. Well, the Giants it's have been failing at draft This is still the same Giants. This, the Giants are the same organization that thought Christian Arroyo was a better baseball player than Aaron Judge at that one was point. 12 so, years ago. But again, it's just, you're right. It's just a long history of not hitting draft picks. Farhan, I think, has so far done better mostly than Sabian and the draft. Why, he hasn't traded anyone. Well, because, because he kept, I, is he kept every because he's kept all of his prospects. Name one guy you've seen that's shown up and's like, yep, that guy's a guy. He's a dude. I think we've agreed that Patrick Bailey has been that guy, slow finish, notwithstanding. But my, the my guy point in Arizona that, who's catching right now, whose name none of us knows, had a better year than Patrick Bailey in your own division and is a rookie as well. Well, I'm not willing to give up on Patrick Bailey. I'm not either, but I'm just saying, like, this yeah. is if we're gonna have a sophisticated conversation about roster construction, we also have to acknowledge He's got a poo-poo platter of draft picks because someone has to be rated in your pipeline. Like, yeah. we're not we're not comparing and contrasting pipelines. Wow, he's third in your pipeline. Yeah, your your third best player is that team's fifteenth best player. You know what I'm saying? I hear you there, but again, it's I I, I tr- it, with players that are drafted. I try to give a more of a long term view of it because it just it's so hard. I think to just look at a draft right off the bat. And I mean, again, the 2019 draft. There's things that went on in that one that that the Giants botched that draft. There's no there's no denying that. Next year though, they come back. Kyle Harrison, Patrick Bailey, say what you will about what they did this year. Those are two guys that I do look at, and I I they do give me hope. How they compare to other players, I don't know. They could be better next year. You would hope so with a better coaching staff, a better manager. But this all comes back to the fact that yeah, it is about spending wise. I do think that this team is hampered by the fact that the guy giving out contracts is Farhan Zaidi. That's definitely going to hurt the Giants a little bit, as we've already seen. But really, I, I want to bring this back to the ownership conversation, though, because that's what I wanted this to be about, and that is, it, it, it just it's it's so hard for me to be enthusiastic about the immediate future of the Giants when that's the mentality that leadership is having. No, I understand. You know, like I said at the beginning, Peter McGowan, I never doubted that the desire for Peter McGowan was to win baseball games. Bill Newcomb, I never doubted that his desire was to win baseball games. Larry Bear, I think he enjoyed winning. I think what he enjoyed more, though, were sellout crowds and money. 
Rob Dean, I think he enjoyed the fact that he got to do the job for only a little bit before someone else took it from him. I never saw him as a long-term option. You know, Greg Johnson, I think what he really enjoys is making money. I think he enjoys being a real estate baron. I think he enjoys having fun conversations with his dad about God knows what awful things that they like to talk about. Like, I don't see the priority there. Jed York, I know he wants to win and he'll shut up to make it happen. Joe Lacob, I know he wants to win and he will run roughshod over this league to make it happen. I don't see that from this Giants ownership. And it's at the point where, congratulations, Giants fans. We are now officially in the club of teams with crappy owners. Like, you know, our ownership group, it's basically the Chris Cohen Warriors. That's basically what the Giants are devolving into. That might be a bit of an extreme, but I think we have more of a Chris Cohen situation than we do a Jed York, Joe Lacob situation with this ownership group. And that is what really upsets me the most about the current situation with the Giants. I'm still going to go to games, mainly because I can kind of get in for free. But at some point, when you're worrying about breaking even, Fans just won't show up if that's your number one goal. And it's really hard to break even when your fans don't show up. So congratulations, Greg. You played yourself. So uh, if, unless, I, I'm ready to move on from this. If no, you, if, I, 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 look, it, I love you, Sam. I love you <laughs> a lot. But what did you expect this guy to say? I have zero confidence in Greg. Honestly, Johnson. I would have expected him to just say nothing. We have no one that we'd rather have up here. He has the highest of integrity. There's no one we'd rather have. I'm going to now step down and let these two baseball guys handle it from there. Like, I can't think of a single bad moment that Farhan had in that presser because Greg Johnson was just that awful. <laughs> you know, what should what, I say again? What should he say? Nothing. Unless your name is Joe Lacob, you do not speak. Even Joe Lacob wasn't even perfect at Mike Dunleavy's presser when he's basically absolved Draymond Green for all the nonsense that he's done. So if Joe Lacob can't even get through a presser without, you know, having a misstep, who the hell thinks that Greg Johnson would? So again, moral of the story, the less Greg Johnson talks, like great. Maybe instead of a what would Joe Lacob do is what would Jed York do? Because what Jed York would do is shut the heck up. And so, Greg, maybe you should do that going forward. You are listening to the Garden.